So, am I just talking or what? Am I live? I guess I'm just live. Hey, everybody. I hope uh, the weather's nice and cool out there. I hear it's like 106 uh, Fahrenheit. Kind of hot. <clears throat> I uh, have been talking to devs a lot recently. And uh, I guess the next thing you're going to see released on Pulse X is going to be the limit orders. Works fine in the private test net. They're just going to push it to the main branch and like you'll be able to test that soon. And the big thing that we're waiting on is consensus improvements. So because my devs are geniuses, they find bugs other people don't know about. So they know about bugs in BSC that nobody else knows about. They know about bugs in the click consensus mechanism, which Pirelli is based on that nobody knows about. And so, you know, before we launch mainnet, we want everything to be right. And right now we have a pretty cool opportunity because the Ethereum guys finally got to market with something or are close to getting to market with something, which is their Ethereum 2.0, which will now, once it happens, just be called Ethereum. <clears throat> they won't be called Ethereum 2. And it doesn't release uh, new coins. You're not going to get a copy of your coins on Ethereum 2. It doesn't improve costs. There's no extra throughput. There's no extra gas limit. There's no extra uh, throughput per second. All it does is reduce issuance rate for Ethereum, which is bullish for all of crypto. You know, Ethereum's got half the market cap of Bitcoin. And if you don't have Ethereum miners dumping the price constantly and enriching uh, power companies and hardware manufacturers at the cost of the environment and the price chart, well, that's great. And that's great for all of crypto. And it's also great for Pulse Chain. In my mind, the two most important core so concepts for Pulse Chain are, are the Ethereum fees still high? Yes, they are. You know, um, I was looking earlier today, it's still three bucks to send normal Ethereum. It's still, you know... 10 or 12 bucks to do a Uniswap transfer, <clears throat> et cetera. And that's during a bear market where, you know, Ethereum already dropped 85%. Bear markets tend to come to an end. So the last bear market only lasted 365 days. This one is going to last a little bit longer because people decided to destroy their balance sheets and buy a second. They didn't want to do the normal blow off top bubble chart. They wanted to do a, an extra double bubble. <clears throat> and this double bubble, well, it didn't work. <laughs> Thereos Capital liquidated block, you know, uh, Celsius bankrupt. Michael Saylor, net negative. El Salvador, net negative. Everybody, you know, lose, all those guys losing money left and right. All the people that listen to me, well, they've seemed to have done much better. Called the top of the day. You might have heard that before. So basically, with this merge that's coming up, assuming it goes well, which I hope that it does, they've got a lot of audits. They've done a lot of testing on it. <sighs> hope it goes well. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything but help Pulse Chain. Fees are still high. Gas limits are still low. No one's building out extra capacity for Ethereum. No one's trying to reduce the Ethereum fees except us. And I guess maybe the ETH2 developers that someday in the future will eventually get around to sharding, which has been a dream of theirs for like as long as Ethereum's existed. I don't know, six years. And it's great. So it also helps with, with our consensus stuff because a lot of stuff the guys did in ETH2 for consensus is useful for us on Pulse Chain, and that's the only thing we're really waiting on. So, you know, if you've if you use the test net, which I consider to be the best game on the blockchain, hey, you like blockchain games? Guess what, guys? You get copies of all your coins in the PulseChain.com test net. Go try them out right now. You can trade them back and forth. You can do, you know, it's the same code, so you can do a lot of the same things. And everything else has been really good. Like uh, PulseX, 
done tons of trades, tons of people doing buy and burns, you know, um, I've heard nothing but good things about the, uh, the test net. So we're basically because things have taken as long as they have, we're more secure. We're able to improve other projects if we want. <laughs> Not sure we will. Um, you know, it's just funny. So my, in my, in my mind, the two things people care about the most in pulse chain are more coins, more throughput, lower fees. That's the primary value statement. And ETH 2.0 with this merge doesn't give you new coins, doesn't give you lower fees, doesn't give you higher throughput. And so our value proposition is totally clean. I like it. Everything's good. And then the less negative sell pressure on crypto as a whole from removing the miners having to get paid all the time is good for everything. Now, <clears throat> am I bullish on crypto? Not yet. Now remember, Hex ran up 60x versus Bitcoin the first time it dumped from 65K down 55%. So Hex can totally decorrelate from Bitcoin. I think it was kind of bad timing that it looks correlated now because there was we had our own cycles, right? There were sacrifice phases. There was other things going on in our own cycles. And so I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Hex started doing the same things it used to do, which is just overperforming like crazy. We'll see. I don't have a crystal ball. This is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, dear and research, et cetera. But uh, I mean, even recently when you saw Bitcoin like break under 20K, which people are really hoping for. They don't want to see, they don't like seeing Bitcoin under 20K. And then if you're a technical analyst, there's some things that say like support becomes resistance. And so, you know, what used to be resistance is support in theory, old 20K top, now 20K quote bottom, but actually didn't hold a 20K bottom at all. Didn't, didn't respect that at all. You know, went down to 17.5 is now sitting at, uh, it was interesting. I saw, I saw the Euro, and Bitcoin and the S&P 500 all pumped today. I was like, oh, I wonder if they're correlated. So yeah, I think as long as Grayscale Bitcoin's at a 33% discount, which it is, and they hold 1% of all Bitcoin. And, you know, the Ethereum merge might be a buy the rumor, sell the news event. I mean, we see lending, people that are borrowing Ethereum uh, for the merge, they're paying like 15% uh, APY to do it. And so, you know, there's some people interested in playing this merge game. And I think traditionally in crypto, buy the rumor, sell the new stuff, it's pretty common, you know? And so with the risk that Bitcoin dumps due to either just not doing its 85% dump yet, which would put it, you know, a little bit under 11K and the 33% discount on Grayscale BTC, which has been consistent. I mean, it's been there for months and the Mt. Gox coins being released at some point. They, those guys suck so bad. Just give us a date, guys. Just give us a date. Let's go. Stop screwing around, you know? The, the <laughs> comedy, that whole thing. And then we've got the Bitfenix coins they're trying to sell, which I think is like 94,000 coins or 80, 84,000 coins or something. And then we've got uh, Ross Ulbricht's coins, which I think is like 70,000 coins, somewhere between... 54 and 74,000. Can't remember the exact number. I tweeted all these so you can look these up. So we've got discounted grayscale Bitcoin, which is 1% of all Bitcoin. We've got Mt. Gox, Bitfinex, and the federal marshals probably selling Ross Ulbricht's coins because he signed off to let them do it to pay his restitution. And then normal cycle dump, right? And then maybe buy the rumor, sell the news for merge. So in my mind, it's the dream bottom would be the grayscale discount goes away. 
some of those free coins that are going to get released by law, like the Japanese ones at Mt. Gox, or going to get dumped as a matter of law, which would be the Olbricht ones of Silk Road fame. And then it's up in the air whether the Bitfenix ones will really get sold or not. You know, they might get refunded or they might get sold. Who knows? And there's, I think there was 94,000 coins there. You could look it up. So the dream would be those coins get dumped. Bitcoin's deficit to net asset value and grayscale disappears. And then it does its traditional 11K and pray, 85% dump. That's been a nice bottom. And then if they raised interest rates, oh, boy, that'd be nice too. Because as long as they keep doing quantitative tightening, QT, it pushes down the stock market. Stock market pushes down Bitcoin. Bitcoin pushes down Ethereum. That's how it goes. And then I like this next cycle is going to be hilarious because with Pulse Chain, you know, like look at look at the situation Bitcoin's in. Is there DeFi in Bitcoin? Comedically, no. Uh, is there high throughput? Is there low fees? Is there a roadmap? Nope. Is there good anonymity? Nope. Now I was just talking to a lawyer today about the Tornado Cash situation. And this, I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. But he says that, you know, the sanction just addressed USDC, which means it could be the case that you can still use Tornado Cash using the ETH address. And as long as you're using IPFS to access the contract, you know, it seems like it should be okay. But if you mess this up, it's devastating. Don't mess it up. Be very careful. Get your own legal advice. You know, of the many things in this world that you want to toy with, sanctions are not one of them. The government takes them very, very seriously. So I would I would get legal advice from a lawyer before I did anything related to sanctions. So yeah, bear markets don't last forever, right? So if, the, if this was... If our top was, let's check the chat here, chart, check the chat. So if we call the <clears throat> most recent local top, get on the daily here, in Bitcoin, if we call that November of 2021, and a year out would be, that's November 11th of 20, well, November 10th of 2021, you know, that's two months from now. So if the bear market's only going to last 365 days, that's only two months and four days from now. Could happen, right? We could do, we could dump, make that firm bottom. And everyone else is thinking about this bear market. <clears throat> I'm thinking about the next bull market. As soon as we've got this consensus figured out, and I think we've got a good plan, uh, as soon as this consensus is like executed and fixed on Pulse Chain, it's going to be glorious. Imagine launching, ima imagine all these new people that get to buy a massive dip. So when I got into crypto, I didn't get to buy a massive dip. I got to buy the top. So I bought Bitcoin at 30 and went down to two. I was down 93.5% to start. It was like, oh, well, this sucks. <laughs> then you just hold. Then it goes up to 1,200, and then it goes down to 200, and then it goes up to 20,000, then it goes down to three, and then it goes up to 14, then it goes to four, and then it goes to 69, and then it goes to 17. That's the history. So... Being able to have so many people, like perhaps the people at this conference, buying at rates that are, you know, 10 times cheaper, like for instance, you know, Hex dip 95%. Well, golly, that's a good dip. I mean, you could get, if you buy 95% dip, you're getting 20 times the stuff for the same economic energy that a person that had bought previously did. So in, in theory, that greatly reduces your risk because you're getting so much more stuff. I don't know why in crypto everyone loves to buy tops and sell bottoms, but 
if you'd have the opportunity to buy bottoms, like some people bought the big payday dip, well, that was glorious. They did very well on that. Um, you know, some people bought that $2 dip. I didn't, I just held, but had I been a lot smarter buying a 90% dip on something that went up another 20,000 fold. Yeah. Actually went up another 34 and a half thousand fold from $2. So it's a lot. It's a lot of extra movement. 34 and a half thousand X from the bottom of the dip. That was my introduction to Bitcoin. What else do we got going? Mm, I mean, some of you guys may notice there was a, a US credit card on ramp available um, for Hex, which would be buy to hex.com. What else? Mm, yeah, really, we're kind of waiting for consensus. That's the majority of, uh, of what we care about right now. And we also, you know, the documentary is done. So the, the highest of stakes documentary is complete. And they're just slapping the soundtrack on there now. So it's a, I hear a 40 piece orchestra, I'm not an expert on orchestras. I'm not, you know, I don't listen to too much orchestral music. I guess we all do if we watch movies, cause it's very common in movies. And apparently everyone that's seen it likes it. So I think it's going to be awesome when that comes out. So let's see what next year might look like. Pulse chain, pulse X, hex on the Ethereum network, hex on the pulse network. Documentary out, incentive token out. Tell us more about the incentive token. I don't know. People pro probably provide liquidity to it, and that'll be its claim to fame. What's what's Dogecoin's claim to fame as a JPEG? This still seems to be a mechanic that works in crypto. <laughs> um, what else? Racking my head here. Oh yeah, the wallet's coming along. Mister Wallet Developer is still building out the wallet, so that's coming along. Anything else? Hmm. I think that's all I can think about. Now I'm supposed to sit up here and talk for an hour, and I think I'm in 25 minutes. <laughs> We're going to need some questions from the audience. Is there anything else I should talk about? Let me go check my Twitter. I'm going to go check my Twitter and see if anybody wants uh, wants some questions answered. I'm twitter.com slash Richard Hart Win. Richard Hart Win. I'm too, I'm too energy dense. And I, I fly too fast to hit an hour time frame. Any questions? I'm on live stream. That ought to confuse the heck out of me. Richard, if you can hear it, it's Big Philly Stakes from Toronto again. I think I last talked to you in March at Hexman. Hey, you uh, told me I got raped by the uh, by the thing I had to get a shot in to get out of the country of Canada. That uh, sucks. You made it out and in, or you made it in. The you US. didn't die from a bug clot, so that's nice. Maybe there's a lag. Anyways, Richard, uh, it's been six months since yep. I talked to you. Anything happened in those six months? Well, I mean, the prices of everything died. Does that count as happening? Crypto, crypto got shot in the head and fell over. <laughs> I mean, are you talking about Pulse Chain and Pulse X development? A lot of people in this room yeah. have come to know of you in the last six months. The people I've talked to here, there's some 40 cent hexagons in this room. And uh, look at what you have done in the last six months. Your, your name recognition, oh, um, everything yeah. that we see in the newspaper. I opened, 
a Sunday London Times, and there was Garish Richard Hart, yep. <laughs> founder of False Chain and uh, and the cryptocurrency called Hex, right in a London English newspaper. I couldn't believe it. And well, so your message is getting out there. The people the good that news keeps you, happening. The so today there was a business insider article to what that came out. What your products are. Are, are so thankful of for the last six months. A lot of people have come to you. Um, I volunteered at the Ethereum conference in Toronto. I met Vitalik Buterin and his mom. And uh, I was talking to Natalie um, saying, uh, I'm actually a, a, a follower of another billionaire cryptocurrency founder. And she looked at me a little quizzically. And I said, yeah, a guy by the name of Richard Hart. And, and she and her best Russian spy, Countess Natasha, Rocky and Bullwinkle voice, said, oh, we know of Mr. Richard. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, she uh, sort of ended the conversation there. But they are aware of you for sure, Richard. And, uh, and boy, it was just great putting out these little... These little hex cards, I think uh, Avid put out to, to us at the Las Vegas conference. I've been through hundreds of them, putting them on VIP tables, shaking hands. I love it. And know that as much as you're doing with all your, uh, you call it outrage marketing. Some people agree, some people disagree. But the fact well, that people wrong. are out there right. knowing who and you are now it. is fantastic. Anyways, Richard, I just want to thank you for the last six months. My pleasure. Hope to see you in another six. Can't wait for the launch. Yeah, so... You know, the outrage marketing, it's sad that so few people have, I guess, the attention span to pay attention to my live streams or read my books because I've covered this a hundred times. So for instance, I got a, a new Rolls Royce calling in $700,000 one, and uh, it's, only utility, it's only utility to me is that I can brag about it. I mean, I've got like six cars. I don't drive them. They're just, they just flex value, right? So... I mean, I, occasionally, like I'll beat on one at the track or something, but by and large, I don't drive them. So, you know, I, I send a tweet that says, I, liked getting I like getting driven in my Rolls Royce by the people that think they're better than me on foot. And then for some reason, the people that I like that don't think they're better than me include themselves in the insult and get angry. And you're like, hey, guys. Are you on foot being driven by, like I'm driving by you on foot, a, a fan of mine, and then are you judging me and saying you hate me and stuff? No, that's not the case. Well, then you don't qualify for the insult because I assure you in my day-to-day -day life, I meet tons of people that hate me, dislike me without knowing anything about me, and, and just hate money in general. And my job is to free people. And to be free, you need money period, which is why I invent monies, which is why I give out free coins. So, you know, I do very good outrage marketing. It gets good engagement, particularly engagement from people that don't already know me. And I know that that's what works for these newspapers because that's the only reason they cover me. Now, how many other founders could they cover? How many cryptocurrencies are there? Tons. But I get the coverage because I'm more interesting. Period. Now, being interesting is nice. That gets me some coverage. Predicting prices gets me even more kind of even coverage now, I guess. And then they would purposely still hide hacks and pulse chain. And, then, and I think it's hilarious, people that hate hacks, and they call me a scammer, and they call hacks a scam, and you're like, hey, well, uh, is pulse chain a scam? You forgot that one, guys. 
or my free self-help books that have been out for longer than I've been in crypto or those a scam are, uh, you know, they're just so silly. Like the, the, the haters I run into are so silly. And so like on the one hand, I feel bad for fans of mine who may not have as much money as they wish that feel insulted about me doing good outrage marketing, good flex marketing, the same marketing that has worked for Conor McGregor, Jake Paul, the Kardashians, and every of the other richest, famousest, most popularist people. Everyone does this. Who is famous that doesn't do outrage marketing? The Dalai Lama? Maybe. The Pope? Maybe. But he's rolling in a really nice Mercedes. So, you know, uh, <laughs> like I, I'm doing what works. The metrics show that it works. I'm getting traction in with news agencies and newspaper reporters that I wasn't previously. And just today, Business Insider published a bunch of, you know, my price commentary and for the first time talked about Hex and for the first time talked about Pulse Chain. That's progress. The previous articles didn't include those words whatsoever. It's a big deal. And so when people write favorably about me or Hex or Pulse Chain or the Sens Foundation or medical research, stuff like that, I like to reward them with likes and retweets. And, you know, if their reach grows, good for them. They deserve it. And then maybe they come back and talk to me about more interesting stuff. So, yeah, this, this – and the other, the other magic to outrage marketing is if someone already follows you and is already 100% on board and down with the stuff that you care about, it isn't useful to trigger them. It isn't useful to be outrageous towards them unless they just need to be aware of it so they can use it as fuel to go trigger other people. So I don't, I don't, other than to just respond to the occasional guy that's crying in my thread, like, you know, oh, you lost a follower. I don't know why you became so materialistic. Hey guys, I'm still streaming from the same place that I've been streaming in for five years. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, like this, it's very hard as a self-help author that gives away free self-help books to be told about as materialism. I'm only as materialistic as it helps me help other people. That's it. So, I mean, like, if I didn't have a social media following, I wouldn't spend all this money. And I think for most people, it doesn't work, right? Like, you, there are a lot of other people shopping in the same stores that I'm at, and they're not getting any flex value for their stuff. So, in, in summary, and by the way, you guys that are out there, you know, putting stickers on your cars, putting stickers in bathrooms, on the one hand, I'm all for property rights. And on the other hand, I want to change the world for the better. And a gas pump that uh, has a, a legitimate thing that can, may help you change your life. That language is messed up. May could help you. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be artful with this. If you don't get the word out, a lot of people aren't going to have the opportunity to participate and participate at prices that are 20-fold better than people that participated previously. The boom and bust cycle of crypto is well known and well popularized by me. I'm the one that tells you everything drops hard. So it's, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for a lot of people. And if they don't find out about it, and, and look, you guys do all the advertising. To got to tell you the truth, guys, I haven't put a sticker on anything. Maybe once. I think one time I put a sticker on something. But in general, I haven't done it. But you guys are doing it. That's amazing. You guys are sending out mail 
I haven't sent any mail. You guys are sending out mail. I love it. We, I, it, I think it's t.me slash hex. Let me check it. Let me check it real quick. And I feel so sorry for Twitter because they're going to be on my channel and this isn't on my channel. Yep. t.me slash hex postcards. I love what those guys are doing because one of the few, you know, cryptocurrency was invented for censorship resistance. And what what is one of the very few censorship resistant methods of communication that we have left to us? The physical mail. The physical mail. They can't ban you from the physical mail. Thank God. Thank God. Because everywhere else, they just ban the heck out of you. You know, like, it's hilarious to me. And I also know that the physical mail works because, you know, I see a New York, uh, a Washington, what is it? Wall Street Journal. Some guy on Twitter works for the Wall Street Journal, complains about this mail that he got. And you're like, hey, maybe learn instead of crybaby. You know, <laughs> the stuff that we're doing is awesome and has been awesome. A thousand days of perfect, flawless operation while everything else around us got wrecked. A million percent price performance before staking. And it luckily dips once in a while. And some people get to participate at the dips. So, yeah, let me check uh, Twitter to see what they've got to say. So I, I appreciate the marketing that you guys are hey, doing. Rick. And I love oh, you taking. What's up? How's it going, Gary? It's good to see you again. Uh, I really you, appreciate you taking the time to with the audience. Uh, you're also streaming right now out on Twitter space. There's quite a few people that are listening to a Twitter space. All of this All content right. is obviously on ksb.tv right now. You can utilize that content to basically distribute the message. I think that uh, AV-wise and things like that, getting the message out is very important. But we do have people that will be asking questions in a couple of minutes. So I just wanted to do that introduction. And then the MC for the event from yesterday and today all day has been uh, Matt. I just wanted to show appreciation and maybe he can field a few of the questions as I rotate out. Sure. sure. All right. Hello, Richard. Greetings again. Hey, man. How it's are good you? Good to see you. So good to it, see you. I'm good, man. It's it's great to see you. Um, so I wanted to ask you a couple questions. I've been talking to folks throughout the conference. Um, one of the things that we see right now in the world is that our freedoms are under attack. You talk about freedom of speech. You talk about freedom of movement. You seem to be very attuned to what's going on politically in the world, geopolitically. One of the things that I always get excited about when I listen to you is to hear your vision for a vertically aligned ecosystem. Do you mind sharing that with us to, to tell us really, is this potentially going to be a sovereign alternative to the CBDCs? Is this, is this ecosystem potentially going to be the place of freedom and sovereignty? It's possible. It takes effort and it takes time. So I'll give you an example. You know, when, when did email basically kill normal mail it took a long time and when did the digital camera kill the analog camera it took a while you know when did mp3s kill cds that one was probably pretty quick but maybe it was still 10 years um you know we are very close in that the technology's gotten better and better and better you know when i first got into crypto if you sent over 100 sends it invalidated all your backups because your backups would only cover the first 100 addresses because it didn't use HD wallets where one seed word generated everything or one seed phrase generated everything. Uh, it was just, it manually generated public private key pairs that then generated addresses. And then, you know, you would just lose all your stuff. And, you know, back then there were so fewer users 
and they used it so little, probably not that many guys ran into that particular problem, hopefully. Or maybe that's where all those unmoved coins are. <laughs> you always look at all those unmoved coins, and you're like, I wonder why those people never spend any of that money. It's always interesting. So <clears throat> when you, when you want to replace everything, it helps to be 10 times better than what you're replacing. And the more harshly that governments crack down on their people, the more welcoming and more of a competitive advantage what we have has to offer. So in the Netherlands, they're destroying the farmers. I find that to be disgusting. And, it, you know, when you, in Canada, when they squash political protest by seizing the bank accounts of people that even sent money for other people to buy sandwiches, so you're guilty of a crime of funding sandwich purchases? Nope, not okay. Um, as you said, freedom of movement destroyed, freedom of speech destroyed. And it really is. I mean, all these... All the libertarian. This is what I've always found so funny. Libertarian guys would always say government bad. You're like, okay, uh, they're private companies. Uh huh. Go start your own uh, Facebook. And you're like, you know, you know, you can't actually do that. It doesn't work. Like they tried. I think Parler tried that, and then they got shut down. They lost their hosting. They got banned everywhere. You know. And so there's an entrenched media conglomerate that controls the narrative about everything. Like I heard, I heard uh, Zuckerberg on Rogan, and, and I read the comments, which should never do. Comments are where happy people go to die, um, particularly on, on you know channels that aren't mine. And somebody in the channel was like, "Hey, ask what, you know about Zuckerberg checking like four hundred million dollars at influencing the election, and so why he you know acts fair and balanced in public when he talks about the decisions Facebook's made." And then you look at what he's doing privately. Apparently, he's funding the crap out of, you know, left things. Now, it's like you want to be apolitical because you want to on-ramp every kind of user. But on the other hand, you want to live in a better place. And there's a very obvious difference between the guys that wouldn't let you travel, wouldn't let you see your family, wouldn't let you, still won't let you travel, and, and, and just treat you like a guinea pig. And, you know, there's a particular type of politics that those people tend to like. And that disgusts me. And, and like this idea of like, hey, let's hire 80,000 agents for the IRS. And you're, and you're like, you, you, the government doesn't produce anything. They don't make anything. They just take your money and give it to other people. That's all they do. They don't farm, they don't, they don't build cars, they don't build planes, they don't build sodas, they don't make paint. All they do is take your money and give it to other people. And so the more human beings in the society that get sucked into the machine of redistributing other people's wealth, the less people there are left to bear the load of actually doing the work of making the world a better place. So I'll give you an example, Germany. 20, apparently, 24%, the price of gas in Germany is actually the price of gas. And the rest is all tax and crap. And so they tax it to death. So here's what they do. I mean, this the, one, of my, one of the tweets I've made recently that I liked more than others was, you know, 2023 electric cars and blackouts. And that's really what it is. So they raise the tax on gas, hoping that the market decides to make electric more viable. And then they consequently make it so that electric doesn't work anymore because you don't have any gas 
because batteries do not generate electricity. Batteries store energy. And where does the energy come from that they store? Well, in a lot of these countries, from burning gas and oil. And so batteries are not a solution for power generation, period. And they never will be. You still have to generate the power. And so, you know, you've got gas prices up 2x, 3x in the UK, of 50, 60% in other countries like Italy. And uh, it's, it's wild to me that governments think that they can print their way into prosperity. Running the money printer doesn't make you a prosperous nation. Building stuff makes you a prosperous nation. So cryptocurrency is a more efficient medium of exchange, a more efficient store of value, a, a, a more durable good, a more recognizable good, nearly impossible to counterfeit. Traditionally, these other currencies are not. It has other properties such as, you know, if you get paid and you wait enough confirmations, you really got paid. There's no chargebacks. But if in the United States you accept an ACH transfer, they can charge that back up to six months, maybe even a year later. You never really have the money. It's a joke. They can always claw it back. And wire transfers are different from ACH. And that's different than a merchant processing account. And that's different from PayPal law. So, you know, cryptocurrency is one of the only technologies that exists that can return the power back to the people and make you rich at the same time. Now, there's a lot of things you do to improve the world that cost you personally and you don't end up profiting. You just end up losing. So, you, you know, hey, this guy's poor. You give him all your money. Now you're broke. He's rich. Okay. And he'll probably become broke again because that's how I got broke in the first place. That's why trusts exist. So you trickle money at people so they don't just go blow it all. And then they're like, oh, well, I gave you all that money. You blew it all. That's why trust exists so that you can trickle the money at them. So uh, same thing with improving the world through crypto is that you can get rich doing it and then you become stronger while you're making the world a better place. You know, when you put your financial energy into peer-to-peer, open-source, distributed, censorship-resistant, known future issuance, something that gets more rare instead of more common, yeah, that's good for everybody that's involved. Obviously, what, what price you get in at makes a difference and the rate at which you're acquiring new users and things like that. But the, it's a growth market. I mean, right now, the dollar's at its all-time low versus stuff. And other national currencies are at 20-year lows versus the dollar. So imagine if you held a currency that wasn't the dollar, another fiat currency, like, say, the euro. You know, the dollar is down massive, and then the euro is down an extra third. It lost a third of its purchasing power over the last 15 years versus the dollar. And cryptocurrency would solve all that. You know, if you bought, if you bought Bitcoin or Ethereum, or Dogecoin, or Hacks, or anything much earlier, not anything, but any of the things that has good product market fit and durability, good security, well, you'd be up massive right now. You'd have life-changing wealth. You know, people talk about, oh, it's too late to buy Hacks. You're like, oh, really? It's too late before it's listed on any big exchanges, before there's any documentaries, before there's... uh, a copy on another chain while there's a 90% dip. And then also while there's only 107,000 stakers, that's when it's too late. Cause it sounds early to me. That sounds really early to me. I don't think 107,000 stakers is the end. <laughs> I think it's the beginning and you guys are proof of that. You know, um, we put on 
like four or five thousand of those in just the last couple months. There's sites that publish like how many new users per day and things like that. So hex.vision, I think staker.app might have something. There's a couple other hex like stat sites. So maybe you go to hex.com slash links, you can find some more. It's actually hard for me to keep track of all these new cool sites. Like there's this one site I haven't figured out yet, all the stuff it does. Yeah, so cryptocurrency, hex, well, you know, the the original question was freedom and vertical integration. And I covered the freedom a bit, but I didn't cover the vertical integration. Hex is made better by Pulse Chain. Pulse Chain, especially in the beginning, is made better by Ethereum. You're not going to, you know, probably most of the activity is going to be through bridges in the beginning until it gets direct listings, right? Because you have to touch the fiat world. You have to touch the economic energy that people get paid in. So the more secure that that is, better for everybody. Not to mention, guys, Hex is on Ethereum as well. So a more secure Ethereum is a nice one. And then, the wallet, you know, I'm not extremely happy with the wallet ecosystem in uh, in Ethereum. I'd like to see my diverse, more diversity. I'd like to see there be more options. I'm having one built. It's in progress. Um, so in theory, vertical integration would be you've got the trading on PulseX. You've got the consensus network on Pulse Chain. You've got value storage and hacks, but really all of these would probably serve value storage pretty good. But time deposit, there's nothing that's going to do that better than hacks. And we've got all these derivatives built on top of Hex now. So you may have heard of them like Hadron, Icosa, Maxi. Um, we've also got the incentive token. That right there is almost the whole stack. So you've got coins, trading, consensus network, wallet. Only thing left is fiat on-ramp and off-ramp. And then you're pretty much vertically integrated in that ecosystem. And it's weird to use the term vertical integration and in things that are distributed but they're more cultural, you know? So probably if you like salsa, you're more likely to like merengue. You know, if you like one kind of Latin music, you're probably more like, likely to like another kind of Latin music. If you like one kind of video game, you're probably more likely to like another kind of video game. And so if you like one Richard Hart invention, you're probably more likely to like other Richard Hart inventions. Does that cover it? I think that covers vertical well, integration you- and, and freedom. Yeah, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you one last question. You know, obviously what we have seen with Tornado Cash, you've talked about, you know, this idea of having privacy. Can you speak to that that topic a bit? With sure. The, you have the to have ecosystem that you You have to have privacy. You have to have it. First of all, it's a protected human right. So the Fourth Amendment to the United States Constitution states that there should be no reasonable, unreasonable search and seizure. Well, Why? Because the guys that wrote that were being unreasonably searched and seized, and they got tired of it. It sucked to just have anybody come in your house and search all your stuff all the time. It sucked. And then we had a digital right against that, or we had an analog right against that. So if you broke into someone else's mailbox and read their mail, that's a federal crime. Big no-no. But now everybody reads your mail. ISP reads your mail. Email provider reads your mail. Admin at their network reads the mail. It's a joke. And so you lost your analog rights in the digital world. And that's not the only place that's happened. You also lost, so there was laws about utilities and you having to have access to utilities. And the telephone was a utility and it had to be affordable to access it. And so they broke up a monopoly. They broke up Ma Bell into little regional things and split it up so you could get better deals. But now our utilities are social media, but they haven't been broken up even though they're more useful to us than the original utility the telephone was. And so now you 
are this close to getting banned at all times. This close. It could be random, it could be a bot. I've had my YouTube channel banned four times, I believe. Luckily, it keeps coming back, but maybe one day it won't. You know, my Instagram got banned, didn't come back. Now I got another one. Luckily, the other one was dead so long, I got the same name. <clears throat> but uh, basically, if you want to live in a world where your rights are protected, you got to fight for it. And to fight for it politically, it makes sense. It's Technology can't solve politics, unfortunately. You've got to do the hard work of winning hearts and minds. And there's a lot of stupid people out there. So you got to speak truth to stupid. That's it. It's that simple. And there's a lot of powerful people that have got evil ideas in their head that they think are the ones that should win, which is unfortunate. So you got to combat those guys too. It's uh, this whole breed of people that, that thinks the right way to, to run the world is to remove other people's speech from them. It's like, don't you, didn't you go to school and learn about the Constitution? Why do you think free speech is a protected right? The First Amendment. The first. Why is it the first? Because without it, the other ones don't really matter much. And the freedom to transact underpits all that. Oh, you have, you have freedom of speech? Only if you can afford an inter internet connection. Are you going to go to a, a rally or a, a, a demonstration? Only if you can afford a ticket. Oh, well, if you can't buy tickets because the CBDC doesn't allow your ticket purchase. you know. So the freedom to transact underlies all other rights. And without the freedom to transact, you do not have any other rights. I'm, like America, you know, how much freedom can you afford? How good's your lawyer? So, you know, justice is blind, except for the better lawyer usually wins, that kind of thing, right? So with Tornado Cash, you cannot run an effective business without privacy. You can't have your customers knowing what you're paying your suppliers. You can't have one supplier know what you're paying another supplier. You can't have a list of all your customers public. You can't have a list of all your employees public. Your employees can't know what other employees are getting paid. You need anonymity in capitalism, period. You need privacy as a human being to function, period. I'm not the inventor of this idea. These ideas have been a lot around for a very long time, and that's why it's illegal to get binoculars and peep in other people's windows. That's why it's illegal to break into people's houses and, and read all their documents or steal their trade secrets. Or, you know, there's a, there's a long list of the courts deciding that your privacy is special. So, you know, and then what happens? Well, the government decides to just make it harder for everybody. So they hurt everybody. So to, to try and stop one criminal, they hurt everybody. Well, why are you trying to stop the criminal? to prevent them from doing harm. So you do harm instead of them? Doesn't make sense. It's like killing the patient to stop the disease. Congrats, you stopped the disease, but you killed the patient. The idea of stopping the disease was to help the patient have a higher quality of life. The idea of stopping financial criminals is to help everyone else that's honest go about their business and live a better life. And so there needs to be anonymity for capitalism on the blockchain. And it's not okay that whenever you pay someone, they see a history of everyone you've ever done business with, how much money you make, when you make it, who like, that's not okay. It's not even, it's not even in the realm of okay, but uh, the governments are out of date on it. They don't understand how important it is probably because they've never run a business on the blockchain before. Maybe once some legislators have actually operated a business on the blockchain, they'll understand how important privacy is. And particularly hey, Richard, uh, Gary, regimes where they just take you out of your house and shoot you if you fund the wrong thing. Really important for those guys. Hey, Richard, can you hear us okay? Yep. 
I hear it. Terrific. So I'm going to step out of the camera, and uh, I think that Matt can basically uh, uh, be a great MC for the people that want to be a 30-second conversation. Okay. They're really just going to ask a question and then step off stage, and then you can engage the next okay. person and maybe uh, ask a Q&A. I, yeah, I appreciate okay. these right. wonderful right, so questions because I had blew my load at 20 minutes. I was like, dang, I covered all the <laughs> stuff. But it turns out so there's I'm a lot more really and, important uh, stuff. Okay. All right, crypto fitness. All right, crypto crypto fitness is coming on in, man. All right, man. What's up, Rich? How are you? How are you? A lot of fit guys and and doing well, the man. Hex community. Hey, well, got to promote good things, right? I got two things sure. for you. Number one, I hope it's not a diet book, bro. Your it's a diet book, I'm shredding it. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with that. But I'm the guy who's going to bring your products to the dental space. Okay, I, right. I run a small dental company in Austin, so cool. I want to extend if you, not to say you need anything done with your teeth, but hey, if you ever in the Austin area and you want some whitening or something, you come to me. Oh, thanks, okay? man. Thank you. Second it's thing. Very nice of you. I love free Second stuff. Thing. Thank number you. Two. All right, number two. So you've talked about in the past um, creating like a leverage trading platform in Pulse Chain. My question is, uh, is that still in the plans and what would you do different than all the scam exchanges out there that are scamming people i mean in theory leverage trading itself is a scam most people lose money sure so i hate the duality of but i mean i, I guess pulse chain is going to be similarly do du, du, duopolistic i'm not even sure that's the right way to say that but i think it is the right way to say that you know how many scams are going to launch on pulse endless but that's what freedom looks like and that's what helping the majority honest things looks like. And that's what saving hexagons from gas fees looks like. So it's the question is with margin trading, does it provide the same net utility as consensus network? Probably not. But if people are going to get wrecked margin trading, probably better they get wrecked someplace that wrecks them less than more. You know? So, I mean, like, I, I think scaled. I'm not going to name names, but there was one very popular platform that when you would get liquidated, it would sell everything, even if it only had to sell a little bit. And so it caused extra volatility. And then you'd have trailing stops, but not trailing entries, which amplifies volatility instead of decreases volatility. Because they get, they get paid on volatility. And so they want to amplify it, which, by the way, is the opposite of what people are trying to do with, quote, claiming that they're helping price discovery. So you discover the price earlier and more effectively, and then it reduces volatility. And so it's weird to have a platform that amplifies volatility for its own profit through the two things I just said. And so, you know, one other platform that I'm aware of used like a scaled liquidation, where if you only needed to sell a portion of someone's collateral, that's what you did instead of like nuking the market by selling all of it, that kind of thing. Like we want improvement. Um, you know, if you really want to get fruity with it. So here's the thing, like, do I want to give my amazing ideas for you to make something that people are going to get wrecked on? I don't know. I might keep a lot of my secret sauce to myself. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to tell you the things that I might put in the wallet. I don't want to tell you the things I might put in the leverage thing. But I can tell you for now, I don't have anyone working on the leverage thing at all. Not nobody. So cool. there's somebody right. working Appreciate on your time wallet, there's not somebody working on margin. My pleasure, man. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Jim Rat Crypto is coming in. What up? 
Yeah, with the mustache. There he goes. <laughs> He's got the porn stash. Hey, I like to see you flexing your ladies out hey, there, dude, bro. Well, actually, I stopped taking uh, testosterone lately because I didn't feel like doing that anymore because now I'm going to be rich and I don't care anymore. Really? <laughs> it's like, right. you know what I mean? I have, like, learned <laughs> different. I've learned different. I guess you're just going to have like, to be jacked in no, hard mode. Dude, being jacked is hard, dude. That's a full-time gig, brother. Like, oh, my God, I did it for so long. I just don't want to, you know, I feel so relaxed now. I found this community, all these people. It's cool. But anyway, that's not the point. I want to just say thank you for being there when guys like me were looking for information. This is what I actually want to say thank you for. There was information on the Internet that I could find, me, if I looked hard. And I was there for hours, and I was waking up early, extra early, and before I went to work. But I was doing it because something was inspiring me to like keep looking, and you made it possible. There's a I was watching an old video, eighteen thousand views yesterday, on you, and it was a, it was gold. It was life changing, and I was like, eighteen thousand views. This is bullshit. This is fucked up. Crazy? I'm gonna change this myself. I said, I'll change this myself. Thank you, man. I'll make I people find that. it. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. Because you're changing nice, the world bro, and you're telling people it. the truth like me. Thank you. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah, Thank no, you for getting the word bro. out, you know. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys so, getting the word uh, out. I really is, do. I Hello there. How's it going? So this is Pulse Academy as well. Hey, how's it going, Richard? It's a pleasure. Uh, first, I just great. want to real quick thank you. Love your content. I love uh, making content about you. I actually have been putting content about you on uh, TikTok for the last six months. Thank and uh, I quickly got to the number one Pulse Chain TikTok, but unfortunately, uh, it got banned yesterday. We get Kate kept oh, again, man. so I made another one, Pulse Chain Academy official, and uh, I would really appreciate everyone's support on that. I but I, my question bands, is two parts. Uh, number I one, hate these bands. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, um, and it's, it happened as soon as I started promoting PulseCon too. I just threw some out. I'm here having a great time. And then, bam, got the message. I tried to appeal it, and they were like, nope, screw you, man. So I really hope people, you know, support. I'm not going to stop. So I really hope people just go on to TikTok, Pulse Chain Academy, official. We're going to keep doing it. Um, my question for you uh, is two-part. Number one, have you considered launching an app for your wallet? I think it would be a really good onboarding tool. Yeah, it's it's built, it's, it's built with cross-platform as a primary feature. To the best of my knowledge. Okay. No. I, I mean, mean I would just not like go up to people and say, "Well, you know, I mean, you know that there's a breed of softwares that helps you make things cross-platform. So, for instance, you know, Bitcoin used Qt, which is one way to do it. And then, uh, what's the one that uh, Discord uses? Can't remember that one off the top of my head. There's a bunch of them. You know. There's no reason to write the code twice if you can just write it once. It's not like it's a very high throughput kind of thing. You know, wallets are not, uh, they're not going to be maxing out your CPU. Unless they're really poorly designed, which some of them are. Um, part two to my question was, uh, have you considered tying the incentive token to the wallet anyway? Perhaps giving special benefits? Mm, no. Of the many tokens, I care the least about that one. I, I, I like... <laughs> I'll look at everyone's Rube Goldberg ideas, but like, I don't care that much. Do you know what I mean? I want it to do well. Fair enough. It probably will do well if what if its primary trading partner does well. I mean, like, someone's gonna have to give me. So I'll put it to this way. Okay, you've got great mechanic game theory. 
why not apply that to one of the other coins? Pulse X, Pulse Chain, Hex. Well, I guess Hex is done, but like you're not <laughs> you're not going to be able to edit the Hex code. It's immutable. You can still build on top of it. A lot of people are, uh, you know, Hadron, Maxi, Echo, so those things. But like, I just I care the least about that coin. I okay. just don't care as much as the other coins. Gotcha. I will. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Richard. My pleasure, Appreciate man. You Thank you. Thanks for getting the word out. Well, Richard, on the wallet, um, you know, there's a number of people speculating about how incredible fees could be and in, in the way that they speculate you may create the wallet. Um, is that excitement that people have about potentially fees? You know, we look at things like MetaMask and the kind of uh, revenue it generates. That that could be something that be a huge incentive for people participating in the wallet and, and a part of this uh, this project. When it exists, I'm sure I'll have some cool game theory behind why you'd want to use it. But we're ways out. Let's focus on getting mainnet. You know, it's like yep. I wouldn't having a wallet that you know isn't tra like eyeballing you to death. I think is the the like core feature. Is it secure? Yes. Do you know it's not eyeballing you to death? Right? Is it is it sending copies of your transactions yep. to people that are there to analyze them? Because I don't like that idea that a wallet could be doing that. So I that's I think the primary use case for the wallet. Secure and private. Everything else is bonus. Awesome. We got Jono Escobar here asking a question as well. Hey, Richard, how are you doing? I think I think this will be the last one. I, th I think, yeah. unless you got a queue of guys, I give hey, you so, going. I'm not. We're not yeah, stopping. So. Hey, so a little bit of background about me. I, I basically just do door-to-door uh, -door sales, and nice. I a big part of it is is having to read people, and so are I you really selling steak or steak knives or Bibles or encyclopedias? Pest <laughs> control. I used to do yeah. steak knives. Anyway, um, I, I think you have a lot of soft skills. Two-part question is, one, how would you recommend people, other than reading your books, to become better people, have the soft skills, to become more confident, to be more powerful, to demand more attention, other than outrage marketing? And then two, sure. um, if you were to be broke, if you were broke, and start from zero, obviously invest in crypto as much as you can, but what would you do to gain the capital in order to invest into these amazing assets? If you don't have any capital, you got two options. You can borrow it, which is risky. Maybe who borrowed from breaks your legs. Maybe you buy the wrong thing, you can't pay it back. But in America, you do have bankruptcy law. And so there are some people that do borrow stuff and then go bankrupt if it doesn't work out. Now, I've never suggested that to anybody because it's risky because some portion of people is going to lose on that. And so I'm even I'm very careful to even talk about it now because it's very, very risky. What's a lot less risky is you work a job. And what's the best paying job? Sales. And who's the most likely to start their own business? Salespeople. And so why not? And, and do you need seven years of school to go into sales? No. So it's the best paid job with the least schooling. Okay, well, if you can do that, do that. That's what I did. But, you know, even if, if, if the idea is to put money into your own business, usually crypto is going to outdo you. So if you bought Ethereum, I mean, it's so easy to quote, you know, Hex going up 10,000x. 
But let's say we quoted something that went up a lot less. Let's say we quoted Ethereum, which went up, say, a 50x. What's 88 to 5,000? It's like a little bit more than a 50x. So even if you just caught something that had far less gains than hacks, even if it was just Ethereum, you know, would your own business have given you 50-fold your money? No, probably not. Now let's say you can't catch the bottom and catch the top. So now maybe you get like a 10x or 15x. Would your own business have 10 or 15x your money? Uh, usually not. Depends, right? It really depends on how capital intensive your business is and, and how easy you can grow it and how many competitors you have and is, is it durable? You know, if you're selling scooters in the street, it's okay for Christmas, but once everyone's got one, it's not okay anymore. You know, if you're selling pumpkins for Halloween, so, you know, there's seasonality, there's trends. The thing that was popular last time may not be popular this time. So, you know, you should read my books, t.me slash scivive, S-C-I-V-I-V-E. You should listen to the audio books if you don't want to read them. Uh, just Google it or go on YouTube, search it. A nice lady uh, read them. And then uh, I think that buying the dip in crypto for something that has product market fit has more financial opportunity than nearly anything else you could possibly do. And so to work a job, I mean, like, how did I get so rich? Well, I kept investing. I invested in myself. I kept learning. I built my own businesses. And then I bought a lot of crypto. And I mined crypto too. That sucks, by the way. Wish I didn't do that. Wish I bought. Just bought <laughs> instead of mining. Um, so that these things haven't changed. The same things that I got rich with are the same things that you could get rich with now. So I, I like in summary too long didn't listen work or be insanely careful borrowing like you could lose everything some guy could come break your legs i don't know who you're borrowing from um but on the other hand you do have bankruptcy law which is like if you win you get to keep your winnings but if you lose you get to call it even so taking advantage of that some people have done it there's there's no other higher roi investment that i'm aware of in the world than than cryptocurrency so saving up and buying a dip. I mean, look, I saved for a very long time. I've always lived below my means. I live below my means now. If you only saw what it would look like for you to be to deploy my capital, it would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's building his own Death Star. What? You know, like it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, and I, I see people buy a lot of stuff I won't buy. You know, people make fun of me. A guy made fun of me for not owning like uh, a bunch of cars over a million bucks. And I'm just like, dude, they're like old. I know they're going to have reliability problems. And I know they're not as good as the one I already got. I know the SF90 is better than the LaFerrari. It is. That's what happens when you wait 10 years and try again. Same company, you know. I know my SF90 beat on the 918 Spider. I kind of want to buy one for the brand affinity, but it's just so ugly. It's like, do I really want to pay 1.5 million bucks for this car, which I don't even like the way it looks? And it's got an old laggy screen, and it's from 2015, and you're like, well, man, it's you know, 2022 now. Technology's come a long way. So, you know, maybe I'll get one, but like a lot of other, I, I know other hexagons that have like 3,500 horsepower Lambo. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I don't have a 3,500 horsepower Lambo, but there's a hexagon that does. So hexagons are, uh, yeah. They spend they spend larger percentage of their net worth than I do. I am very frugal compared to most other people. 
No, people don't realize that. Like, oh, I bought a seven hundred grand Colina, and <laughs> like, hey, Richard, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it just a uh, quickly. Thanks, Richard. I, I know that you Thank can hear you, us. Man. Great question. So we're gonna trade. We've only got two more questions. We're right, gonna sure. wrap up. All but, right. Uh, the next question is a quick one, and then we're gonna have Fashion Coder be the last question of the session, and then we'll we'll close the close the event. All right. Awesome, Richard. Thank you very much for and everything. Really appreciate it. Um, the question is. There's been a number of, of, of people that have wondered or questioned if Paul's chain and PulseX it might have a more difficult time of having hex-like returns because the initial capital infusion is so much greater than hex was. Um, you know, 680 million put into Pulse chain, close to a billion of PulseX. Is that a consideration or is it more of the initial liquidity pool that's said in the beginning that has more of a bearing on the ability to grow and compound? So a lot of a lot of blockchain well a lot of business is experiments. You can't know with certainty what things are going to do. So people I, I always run into people speaking with great certainty about things that there's just no way to know. So my best guess is to the opportunity of a speculative investment is the ratio of the people that know about it now to the ratio of people that will know about it. And this applies for honest, amazing things and for straight up trash things. So do you think that Hex stops on ramping users at 107,000 stakers? Well, I look at the chart and it doesn't look like that's what it's doing. Looks like it's doing just fine. Do you think more people, like what, per, let me put it to this way. What percentage of Ethereum users have even heard of Pulse Chain? 5%? Very few. 6%? said no mentions in any article anywhere. All the, all the crypto news people are totally silent about it. So, you know, I, I think that the ratio of people that have heard about Pulse Chain and PulseX to the ratio of people that will hear about the world's largest free airdrop, I think it's gonna be a big difference. I think there's, I think there's gonna be a lot of people that'll be happy to participate that have never heard of it before. So that for me is the largest indicator of the potential of a thing. And so, by the way, like, Hex did a 10,000 X, 100,000 stakers. How many more people do you think will participate in Pulse Chain? I mean, straight up sucky stuff that is trash, like Celsius had millions of users. Millions of users. Hex doesn't have millions of users. Hex doesn't have millions of sacrificers. But Celsius had millions of users. And Ethereum probably has tens of millions of users, etc. And so I think, and here's the other thing. Why is the Pulse Chain chat room 50% larger than the Hex chat room, even though it's 10 times less old? Well, it's not tenfold less old anymore, but it's massively less old because it's an easier to understand product. It's, I mean, there, there's not, it's, there's not a, a definite answer as to why, but in my experience, people understand it a lot easier. They're like cheaper, faster Ethereum, deflates only. By the way, uh, Ethereum is still net inflationary. I believe, even after the merge. So you have to check it. But I think I think it's still net inflationary. Even after we're gonna have the last question. The last question yeah. will come from uh, uh, Fashion Coder, and then we'll do a closing because I know the audience uh, the wants to engage the rest of the community. I think we've done really well with networking. A girl. Oh Here's my God! The there's a girl. For your session. How did she sneak in? How's it going? <laughs> Good to see you. Okay, Good so my you. question for tonight is: What is the oracle that Pulse Chain is going to use? The Oracle. 
Well, uh, I really don't know because I don't know of any projects that I care about that are launching when Pulse Chain launches. So, I mean, like, all an Oracle is is some guy's computer quoting a price for something. It could be your computer. You can launch your own Oracle. So if the cha- if if the Chainlink guys want to come up, well, I mean, okay, you know what? I have a better answer for you. Uniswap has price oracle functionality built into it. So you can make PulseX your price oracle for anything that's on chain that's traded on PulseX, which is probably any PRC20 you want to put on there. Or you could even use bridged in things as well. Your other option is if you want to bridge in data that's off chain, which by the way, I see very little use of this. Um, you know, what is the off chain thing that people need oracles for? Like trading commodities, like corn futures. I don't see that happening on the blockchain. So the number of things that really need off chain data for price Oracle use, I'm not familiar with volume or popularity in those things. Um, I guess the Bitcoin price would be one of those things. It'd be nice to have a Bitcoin price feed. But you could kind of just calculate, like, yeah, it depends on how much bridged and wrapped Bitcoin there is. I mean, if the bridged and wrapped Bitcoin has a, a relatively stable chart, you could kind of guess that that's your price oracle for what the value of Bitcoin price is. So if you want, if you want more like weird use case, weird bridged and stuff, I don't know, go ask one of the existing Oracle guys to point one of their nodes over to the pulse chain um, or just if it's open source, do it yourself. That's the beautiful thing about open source is you're supposed to do it yourself. So I hope that answered your question. I think I think knowing that PulseX can act as a price oracle is pretty neat. It even has time-weighted average price if you yeah. want to get it. It's a great question. So, sounds like you're going to develop something. Awesome. You developing something? Ooh, we'll a girl see. with the last name Coder asked me we'll about see. price oracle, guys. So, sounds like she's trying to do something. <laughs> good talking to you. She makes nice videos. Thanks, for Pleasure. Yes. Thanks. Wow, very nice. Uh, well, you know, I'm gonna, I, I want to say my appreciation before I hand over the mic to uh, to Matt to finish up the conference, and I think he has a question as well. But uh, again, the the relationship has developed over the past three or four years. I remember I had posted uh, maybe in 2018 in Telegram, and I was immediately banned uh, from uh, the Telegram by you. Uh, luckily, I was uh, embraced again when I came to my senses. So uh, a lot of people uh, appreciate all this, the time uh, this that you relationship. <laughs> A lot of people have been banned and unbanned. <laughs> well, uh, you know, thank you for you setting up all those interviews and, come, and thank you for all the stuff you've done. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Well, the yeah, thing is, if we come with a, a good question, if we're an intelligent audience, then you engage us very well. And I appreciate your calibration when you do so. Uh, I think in the early days, we enjoyed the gladiator fight. And we enjoyed the dead bodies floating by that just said foolish things. But uh, as a community, I think even at this conference, we've had a lot of engagement that has matured quite a bit uh, with your products and your ideas. But let me pass the mic to uh, Matt to wrap up. And again, I appreciate your time and thanks, Calibration. Richard, thank you very much for, um, I feel like, unlocking abundance for us as a community. I mean, I see it as, um, you know, absolutely revolutionary. I appreciate all that you do. You know, one of the boldest things I've ever heard you say was that you wanted to start your own country. Will you share as we finish up about that and what that looks like to you? And I mean, I I look at crypto and then I look at countries and I see that. What does that mean to you? So I want people to have more freedom. 
and it seems like everything sucks everywhere. Everything's getting worse everywhere, except for maybe electric cars, maybe rockets that land themselves, and crypto. But everything else sucks. It is getting worse. I don't know. Maybe maybe CPUs are doing okay, and GPUs. So if you want to make the world better, who's going to do it? Well, if you got the resources and the abilities, you should do it yourself. As long as you're not killing something else, you would have been better at, right? Like it's, it's highest and best use. It's not just highest use; it's highest and best. So, there's a possibility. So, my my idea on country is that you don't want to be an island because then, if you're an island, you've got a lot of extra overhead, and lag and latency, for materials acquisition. So, ah, let's let's get uh, let's buy a refrigerator. Well, <laughs> it's gonna have to go on the boat. How long does it take for the boat to get here? You know, let's let's have a sandwich. Well, whereas we could have ordered just across the border from the sandwich place, now it's got to go on the boat or the plane. So islands have a lot of uh, friction. So a lot of islands, like the Bahamas, up right on island time. Nothing's getting done on time. Everybody's lazy. Richard, I can't believe you just said everyone in the Bahamas is lazy. Hey, man, go ask them about it, all right? Ask them what island time means. They'll tell you. It's so, you know, if you can get a special economic zone carved out of someplace near a good country, touching a good country, well, that'd be great. So now we can get tax incentives and commerce incentives and get your foothold in there. And if you get your tax and your commerce incentives, now you've got sustainability. Now it's like it's, you're not burning money there. You're making money there. And then you can start to influence that local culture, local law enforcement, you know, Etc. with your own kind of theme of freedom. And so I haven't had the time to really go through the ones that have been most successful, but I know that setting up special economic zones is a thing. They do exist. I've been to them. I've bought stuff from them. And I think it's the most low overhead, highest likely to profit mechanism by which you might be able to carve out some freedom. Now, the, the, the hard part there would be how much will you be allowed to isolate from the local control structure? And you might be able to isolate a lot if they're getting paid. If, you're, if, you're, if they're not getting paid, I'm not sure how much freedom they'll let you buy. So it's a six or seven year out thing. I've got to do medical research funding. I've got to do, got a couple blockchain things in the pipeline here. Got to get those going. Yeah. You know, and, and hey, I've got these free books that why don't I just publish them? I can afford to publish them. Why not do that? And I would probably get more press and more interviews from doing that than I've done from the crypto stuff, which is hilarious to me. So, well, got a few things in the pipeline before Nation convince- State. Yeah. Well, Nation State is definitely a bold statement. Well, I hope that, you know, one of the things that we're working on and we would love to welcome you into the Republic of Texas when it becomes independent again and have a carved out area that's called Hex. That would be the, well, there's not, you know, the other option is that you could just, just focus enough energy. Like, but New Hampshire tried this, right? Like New Hampshire really yeah. tried to be the libertarian go-to zone. And I'm not sure whether they won. Like, I'm not sure if their dreams came true or not, but if you want to see something really interesting, there's a Netflix documentary about a religious dude that tried to carve out a spot in the Northwest United States somewhere 
and it went all kinds of wrong. <laughs> they tried to influence the voting by bringing a bunch of homeless people to vote. And then they didn't realize that the reason homeless people are homeless isn't because of a lack of opportunity. Usually it's because of mental illness it makes them hard to utilize the opportunity when they find it in a durable way. And so then they had a bunch of crazy people running around and then they just basically tried to mass drug them <laughs> by spiking the water <laughs> with, with uh, mood stabilizers and other uh, things that are prescription level stuff. Oh man. And then I think there was a murder plot as well. It was very interesting. I wish I could remember the name of the show off the top of my head, but it was wild. And so that was an example of a guy that, you know, gave the whole be a standalone community thing like a go and it went terribly. And I think, and I think the main reason it went terribly is that their neighbors sucked. Their, their neighbors just hated them. Now they might've been, yeah, I think, I think that's the main reason it sucked. And then they had to fight the neighbors and try and outvote them by importing a bunch of people that they didn't realize how bad they could be. I'm sure there's some other internal bad structure stuff, but like, and also, I mean, on that same vein, apparently, Balaji or Naval or one of those dudes, I think it was Balaji, who's kind of a Bitcoin maxi, I believe. Pleb. Um, you know, he says he's interested in longevity. Well, that's funny, Balaji, because I raised $27 million for longevity research, and uh, I didn't see you tweet about it, scumbag. Why not? Why don't you tweet about it, you douche? Really irritates me when people say they're for longevity, and then I raise more than anyone else for it in history, and then it's like a secret. Yep. You know, it's like Coinbase bro is talking about longevity. Uh, Hodgkinskin, the uh, ADA bro, is talking about longevity. And you're just like, hey, guys, didn't hear a peep out of any of your mouths when we were straight up handing out free coins to people that would donate to a 50C3 registered medical research charity, primarily yeah. focused on longevity. And so I, I, I have a grudge. I, I hold a chip on my shoulder to all those people yep. because had they said something, that could have been a $100 million raise instead of a $30 million raise. And so I'm, I'm very upset at that, those group of people that say they're for longevity. But if you were, why wouldn't you guys take the free coins and donate to the charity? Right. Wild to me. Well, Richard, thank you so much for joining and sharing with us all of this uh, great alpha on Pulse Chain and PulseX. And thank you for all that you do. You know, you know our whole community we do believe you're not only the best guy in crypto, but the best guy around. And we thank really appreciate all you do for us. So thank you so much for joining us thank today you. at PulseCon. Thanks, appreciate everybody. It. I wish right. you the maddest of gains. Thank you. See you guys. See you guys.